It has been a very exciting morning, a very interesting day, and because of that, we have no excuse. This is still a day that the Lord has made, and we're rejoicing, and we're glad in it. We have again back with us Dr. Um, I know I, I, I know he was going to correct me on that. We have Pastor Darrell White with us, amen, from the Lily of the Valley Church. And we're excited that we're here together this morning. And I, um, I, I believe we can take the claim of a, two sons of a amen. wonderful, wonderful, outstanding churchman in the Church of God in Christ, that of Administrative Assistant James Shaw the pastor of the Lily of the Valley Church in Long Beach, California. He is a statesman, statesman, a churchman's churchman. He could preach accurately the word of God. Yeah. You would stand up and read a scripture, and he would uh, lift up his little finger, and I, 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 wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. What, what, what are you saying now? Ah, uh, that's our Dr. James Shaw, father of the gospel, amen, awesome man, God, and we just say God bless you, and God keep you in the family, amen. He transitioned, hallelujah, just a few days ago, and we are excited for him because we played racquetball in yep. Holy Convocation. Uh, he would call me, don't forget your racket because I'm going to beat you. Bring that racket so I can work on you, get your mind right. He loved those paddle sports. Oh, yes, racquetball yeah. and tennis and all of that. And I'm telling you, it took me about two years before I got him. Wow. <laughs> it took two years before I got him because I was the power guy. You know, I, I'm, you know, I'm the Marine, so I'm, I'm utilizing my power most of all against people. But him, a senior player, as my sergeant major was uh, in, in Marine Barracks Bermuda, I literally, uh, we would fly out together to do racquetball tournaments, he and I. Wow. Uh, yeah, my sergeant major. And my sergeant major said, if I could just get you to stop using them guns, he would call it using the guns because yes. I was, pow! Yeah, you. you know, I'm, every time I hit the ball, I'm trying to move the wall. Um, and usually I could uh, usually I could overpower most people, right. but they were finesse players. Subtle. They, yeah. they, they would cut and slice. Yeah. And, yep. and, but um, but I, I, after about the second year, I got him once, and that was it. That y'all, we love you. We'll never forget you. Um, uh, interesting stories. Oh, in the General Assembly, in the General Assembly, uh, Church of God in Christ, that's our business arm of church. He was known to hit the floor. The General Assembly is the governing body of our denomination. Yes. And it's in the General Assembly where um, uh, we govern the church, i.e., uh, you know, motions and Mm -hmm. um, constitutional issues, mm -hmm. the governing body of our church. And we would be there, and he, we would come in, sit now, six next, sit right next to me. If you see me jump up and put a motion, just jump up and say second. second. <laughs> you, don't, you don't even don't even think about You don't even have to know what I said. If I say motion, once I say it, before I finish talking, say second. <laughs> and that's what we did in the General Amen. Assembly. And how would you note it today that um, 
I'm going in my third year of being the chairman of the General Assembly Credentials Committee, and I look back on my forefathers, praise God, I say it, the churchmen and the Church of God in Christ. Dr. James Shaw, God bless you, and uh, we love you. Do you have any, any stories or anything um, that you... Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, uh, Pastor Shaw um, taught me a lot of what I know. <laughs> um, Pastor Shaw took time with me, took me under his wing. He would take me to lunch. Uh, he, he and his wife would take me and my wife to dinner. Um, he would always take advantage of an opportunity to give me a lesson. And, uh, for instance, he took me to Bonnie Bray House the first time I ever went there. And that's where you and I kind of met. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, I was actually taking another group there. I'd taken kids there before, but I was taking a group of men. And we hit the floor praying and, you know, crying out to the Lord and everything. And that was all because, you know, and that helped those men to grow. That was yeah. all because of Pastor yeah. Shaw taking me there. Uh, I used to just follow him around, you know, on his coattail, just going where Hold he went. Do it, do Wherever he's he going, that's where we're going. From him, you know. But I remember one time, for instance, uh, he told me, he asked me, uh, can you do such and such? And, you know, some something that would take up a lot of time and a lot of effort and energy. But I would do just about anything for him at the end. He actually told me one time, he said, I don't want your... A commitment to me to interfere with your commitment to God because I, you know, I was so loyal to him. Uh, but he he said on that occasion, uh, would you be willing to do this? And I said yes. He said uh, you said yes, and I said yes, sir, yes. And he said, well, you know, this is going to take a lot of time and energy and effort. Yes, I'm I'm willing to do it. Yes, sir. And he says, um, well, I didn't see you call anybody, you know, to this extent. I was like, well, you know, I okay. He's like, well. Have you talked to your wife about it? <laughs> no, sir. Well, before you make such a commitment, of time, you need to talk to your wife about it. So he taught me a lot about being yes. a husband. He taught me a lot about being a father. He taught me a lot about just lining up with the Word of God, lining up with leadership, just so many lessons. But little things like that, he would take advantage of opportunities and put a learning opportunity in there and teach me something about the Word of God. He's such an awesome gentleman. Um, he would come to our second Saturday meetings, and um, what he would, uh, I would see him come in, and he'd always be first one there, and he would kind of make his way, and I would go and get him and put him into uh, the prayer room at jurisdictional headquarters, and I would bring him a plate of food. Yes, sir. And uh, he would look at me, and he'd say, I know you love me, but... We ain't breaking no rules, are we? <laughs> I said, no, sir, we're not breaking any rules. He said, does the bishop know that I'm eating his food? I said, I'll tell the bishop that you had some of his food. He always did things decent and in order. Oh, my goodness. I am talking about a spirit of excellence. God bless you. I thank you for the years. I thank you for the pouring in. We thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank you to our Father in the gospel. You taught me. He taught me the national church. He taught me the national church. It was uh, Justice Hammonds, Pastor Hammonds from the Friendly Church of God in Christ. The Friendly Church of God in Christ is celebrating 75th anniversary yes. of that church. Yes. Amen. And we're participating in that. Yes. Uh, and then our very own, oh, help me, Holy Ghost, Robert Cole, our secretary. Oh, my goodness. He 
would yes. allow me, whenever he was not there, he would call me. He says, you got it. Uh, I mean, all these opportunities. Uh, yes. Me being on the board with yes. Bishop yes. Uh, Charles Edward Blake uh, as our jurisdictional prelate, being on the board for years and years. It is just amazing, amen, what these men have done. And you know what I don't see today? I don't see that partnering. Mm -hmm. I, I don't see it. Maybe it's there, mm -hmm. but I don't see it. Father, we thank you for your love, your kindness, yes. your tender, sweet mercy, more precious than silver or gold. God, is this just another day that we're glad, we're excited about being in the land of the living? Yes. Our heads are bowed, yes. praise God. Our heads are bowed, our hearts open and receptive. We are thankful for this great, mighty, wonderful day, and we're thankful for the uh, True Broadcasting Channel TV network. Thank you for all the privileges and favor that you have blessed us with here with Mr. Cantane. We're praying for the business. We're praying for all the engineers, yes. Mr. Shu, um, uh, Samuel, all the engineers, and we're praying, oh God, for every person, the people that are coming clean and 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 um, sanitize the area. Father, we're just so grateful and thankful, and we humbly bow to you that you would give us such an opportunity to spread the gospel and share the word. So God, we look to you as the author and the finisher of our faith. Have your way. Work in us. Work with us. In Jesus' name, thank God. Thank God. And Amen. Amen. So it's good to be in the land of the living again. Dr. White, thank you for being here um, with us. Amen. And um, we're, we're, we're going forward. We're completing. Of course, this is our living health quality, living health quality show. And we always have the products there. Amen. But let's jump into a little bit about what we want to talk about today. In such a time as this, amen, where uh, health, health has always been important. Yes. And it's always been at the top of the list. Mm -hmm. But it's the top, 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 <laughs> top now in COVID-19, yes. in this season in which we're in. And so we have covered a lot of topics, praise God, find my glasses here. We've covered a lot of topics, amen, what we talked about uh, get my paper and my notes together, you know, exercising. Yes, we talked papers. about being motivated. Yes. We talked about um, are there things that we should avoid. Uh, we talked about the different types of exercise. Yes. Um, uh, exercise won't keep you. Exercise can hold you. Components of exercising. Uh, what are some important aspects of those? We talked about BMI, yes. hallelujah, body mass, uh, body mass index. Um, we talked about some reasons people get hurt and how to avoid those avoid things. things yes. Yeah, we just went in an array of things, and I just want to step back and help you say good morning because I'm getting excited. You say I'm rocking and reeling in the chair. I'm getting excited, so I'm going to take a moment back. You step back, give your opening comments, however you want to say and then we're going to dive in and handle some health business, some living health quality stuff today. And, of course, the Word of God must show up 
Hallelujah. He's already here. So one thing uh, that I think of immediately, first of all, I want to thank God for uh, the opportunity to be here. Thank God for you, for Mr. Cantain, and for all of the people here at True Broadcasting Channel and Living Up Quality. I also want to bring up that we talked about a couple of things last time that I wasn't able to uh, articulate off the top. Well, I was able to, but we had uh, a list, and I thought the list was going to hit it, but we never did hit it. So one of the things was water, and we talked about how much water we should have. And my my uh, best formula... Half of your body weight? My best formula is one ounce for every pound of body weight. <laughs> so, <laughs> is so, that more? So I, you know, I don't, I'd have to... <laughs> uh, but, the, but, the, but the point is that what, what I'm trying to get people away from is that everybody needs eight eight-ounce glasses or that there is um, uh, a specific formula, even though that formula might work. I, I, and I think I may have talked about this a little bit. I, I want us to understand that things fluctuate, and it's depending upon, you know, it's uh, not as hot as it has been today. So when it was hotter, we would need more because we would sweat out more. And so, you know, uh, when we uh, are exercising harder, we need to intake more water. And I think we talked about hydration in general because we talked about the fact that you need to prehydrate, hydrate, and rehydrate. Mm -hmm. So we, so just, uh, I just wanted to touch that since we didn't actually cover it. And then to uh, go a little further, how really, how really important is water? Because I drink water, but I also a lot of water comes out. So, how, really, just just for a note, because I know, you know, water. The different uh, water, water is a great percentage of our bodies, and if we don't have enough, we become dehydrated. As a matter of fact, I teach CPR. I did a class yesterday or the day before. And in that class, one of the things uh, that we talk about is dehydration, which can lead to uh, if you get overly dehydrated, or especially in the heat, you can go to heat exhaustion, you go to heat, um, uh, or, I'm sorry, heat cramps, heat exhaustion, and heat stroke. And heat stroke is actually life-threatening. But even dehydration, when it's excessive, it can become life-threatening. Uh, what will happen is if you don't have enough of the salts, and that's why we drink some of those aid drinks, because we don't have enough of the, we say salts, it's really electrolytes, certain electrolytes we need in our bodies, certain minerals that we need in our bodies. And so we, when we drink those things, they replenish that. But without being properly hydrated, a lot of people will get headaches. I remember being uh, a medic, one of, the, one of the main things I would run across is um, people who were like cramping up or having bad headaches or something like that, and most of the time, you get an IV in them, and they feel better once they urinate, because the urination is the point at which you're becoming hydrated. You know, and and one of the a couple of the ways you can look at this is, if you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. If you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. And uh -oh. and in your urine, if you look at it, it should be clear to a light yellow. When it becomes dark yellow and starts getting darker than that, then you're dehydrated and quite can be quite seriously dehydrated. And dehydration can, on occasion, lead to death. And especially in little children, it's, it can be dangerous. So you want to be careful about hydrating. Water is very important. We don't want to overdo it, but we do want to stay hydrated. Wow. Okay, so I, I, I pulled you off of that because I needed water motivation. I got to get more water. <laughs> got to get more water in. Got to get more water in. A, a lot of the headaches we have. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, you don't need to be taking the medicine. All you need to do is just stay hydrated properly. A lot of the headaches. 
I think, are caused by that. I don't diagnose anything, not an MD, uh, not a dietitian, any of that, but I'm just saying that I, experientially as a medic, I've seen a lot of people with headaches that get a little water and they're good to go. Okay. All right. So now let's get back to our list and some of the things that you uh, we did not cover uh, when we were here. Well, we, we pretty much covered fitness. I mean, we could go on, on with fitness on and on because there's so many aspects of fitness and so many different types of fitness and so many exercises and things. I thought today we might talk about uh, preparing for, um, particularly since we're seeing our doctor over the Internet now, uh, preparing for medical appointments. But, I mean, we can do as much fitness as you want because, you know, fitness never runs out. We never Absolutely. run out of uh, fitness issues. So this medical appointment. Now, I, I used to had frequent flyer miles with doctors. I've experienced uh, uh, two surgeries, and the Lord has blessed me miraculously. They haven't affected me negatively, Amen. and I thank God for that. But in the process, if uh, we're talking about you have a doctor's appointment, and that appointment today is Wednesday appointment, you have a 7 a.m. Friday morning. So at some point, I believe that you should take some time and jot down how you're feeling what's going on, or some questions that you may have. Because getting to the doctor, getting in the doctor's office, the road to the, the doctor's office, anything could come and it could throw you off. So if you've got already written down what you want to say, Sorry about that. and those things, if you have that written down already, then when you get with the doctor, you can get the best uh, the, the, you can get the best quality out of the time that you have with them. I even have, have done that, literally write those things down. One of the other things, too, that I share, and I'll, I'll, I'll get out of your way because once you start flowing, I don't want to come in. When you go to the doctor, good morning, Mr. Cantane. How are you? I know you don't like for us to call you out, but this <laughs> is our CEO and founder, praise God. We're just thankful and grateful for him. Um, allowing us to have this time. But going back to that on our doctor's appointment, you know, writing down, you know, the questions you may have or the symptoms that you may have experienced, um, you know, writing those things down. And, and, and I always say it like this, if you're with your physician and he asks you a question mm -hmm. and while you're answering that question, he asks another question on top of that question before you finish answering the previous question, well, that might give you an indication that he might be a little bit excited about seeing what your health results are, or he's got another appointment that's coming by the door, or he may be trying to make up some time, or uh, he just wants to get to the meat of the matter. But when that happens, I just get a little too that, and I basically said, you know, uh, and I've done it. I've literally done it. I said, you know, um, Doctor, uh, it seems to me that you're kind of busy right now, so I'm going to just move the appointment and and come back at another time because it seems to be that you're rushing me in my... And if you do that, you don't have to do it like that, but I'm just giving you an example of what I've done. And at the end of the day, praise God, now I get the doctor's undivided attention. Amen. So uh, I think one of the first things is uh, we... we I say always pray, whatever it is, always pray. 
Um, so even before I want to talk to my doctor, I want to be in prayer in the room when I get there. But I, but I also want to say that uh, we have to remember that doctors aren't perfect, and doctors can uh, make mistakes, and doctors are not necessarily trained in all types of therapy. Right. So they may not be listening experts. You know, a psychologist is different than a doctor, and I've, you know, yeah. Uh, you, 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 I've seen psychologists that didn't, weren't all that good at listening. You know, listening is a is a learned skill. It goes kind of beyond even um, uh, the average educational uh, intake that people get. But I, but I would say that uh, doctors are well trained for what they do. Um, however, uh, we have to think about things like triage, and triage is simply deciding what patient needs the most immediate care. Mm -hmm. uh, triage is extremely important that we. Uh, understand that sometimes there may be somebody who has a higher level necessity than I have. In other words, if somebody comes in with uh, chest pain, which they really shouldn't be at the doctor's office, they should, that should be a 911 issue, yes. that should be an emergency issue. But people do it. Uh, of course, they're going to go to that chest pain ahead of you. Now, that reminds me of a guy who came in and said he had chest pain, and when he got to the back, he denied it and changed his, um, his, uh, his complaint. He did that to get to the back because he knew that chest pain was an emergent issue and would get him ahead of other people and he wouldn't have to wait. So uh, we want to be honest with our doctors. And I know that there's sometimes when we're thinking of confidentiality and HIPAA has been a big help in this, but there's still open areas when people uh, go in to see the doctor and they ask you a question. And it might be a question you don't want to answer where everybody can hear you out in that waiting room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so sometimes people will do that. But in triage, I'm just saying that we need to understand that there are people who have a higher acuity or higher uh, need for care at that particular point, and we have to consider that. Also consider that doctors are not necessarily uh, uh, trained as other therapists to listen to us as well. And so we need to be a good historian. All which right. means before I ever get to the doctor, when I'm on the phone making the appointment, they may ask me some questions. I want to be able to answer those questions properly. Uh, when I see the medical assistant or whoever it is that is um, screening me and we call it screening the patient, uh, I want to be able to give them good information. Um, since we're doing a lot of things over the Internet now, yes. I want to think about things like maybe I can take my own uh, vital signs, I can take my own blood pressure, I can take my own uh, temperature, and yes. I can have that for the doctor. I can take my own pulse. There are even pulse oximetry uh, uh, machines or pulse oximeters that are available to do that with now. So we can give the doctor a lot of information ahead of time. And then I'm going to give a couple of pneumatics. I'm going to let you uh, step in if you need to. Um, but one of the things to remember is your family history and your history are going to be asked for. So if there's yes, a history yes. of cancer in your family or something big like that or somebody in your family died of a heart attack before age 65 or whatever age your doctor asks you, they want to be able to give that information to them. And then there's also... <coughs> um, uh, Things like um, uh, uh, records, um, any records that you may have that may be, um, uh, uh, may be necessary for this appointment you need to have with you. One of the things I suggest is to have your medicines listed and the dosages of those medicines listed um, so that if the doctor asks you about them. And then also let them know if you're taking other medic medications and or other supplements, even the ones that are organic and good for you and natural, you need to let them know because there can be interactions uh, amongst and between drugs. Um, and then there's a couple of pneumatics, like I say, I want to go over, but I'm going to let you, uh, unless you want me to keep no, going. No, go ahead. Okay, so 
Um, so one of them is sample, and this is one of the things that we think of as medics when we uh, see a patient and that the doctor is going to want to know. So sometimes we may, it may seem like the, the medic asked me this, uh, the nurse asked me this, and now the doctor's asking me this. And it's Speak not that, to that. Yeah, it's not that people are not necessarily paying attention or they're not, um, are they all asking you this, well, they are asking you the same questions, but they all want to make sure. Um, it's like when you go into the OR, you know, you, you don't mind when people say, uh, is it the left leg or the right leg? Because you don't, you don't you want to come out. take the good leg. <laughs> you don't want to come out and they either took or they didn't. Uh, uh, say, for instance, you went for something as simple as a, um, as a uh, meniscus uh, repair, which is today simple, but and as uh, Dr. Shaw would say, as Pastor Shaw would always say, no surgery is minor when they're doing it on you. <laughs> So we say minor surgery. It ain't minor. So it's not minor when you're doing it on you. But but uh, you still don't want a meniscal repair on your right leg if there was nothing wrong with it. You want it on the left leg. So they ask each other which leg, and they'll say out loud. And everybody has equal footing then. The surgeon is not higher than the medic in the room or the nurse in the room because we want everybody to be able to say, hey, stop, this is incorrect. Let's make sure the patient is safe and patient safety comes first. So we ask questions over and over again for such reasons as that. Now, so we look for things like sample is a mnemonic, sample, that's signs and symptoms. Now, a sign technically is something I can see. I can look at you and see your bone is broken. <laughs> you know, that's, okay, now a symptom is the pain from the broken bone because okay. you may have a sprain and I can't see that. That's not a sign, but that's a symptom. If I see you having trouble weight bearing, that's a sign. If I see you step on the leg and jump, then that's a sign because I can see that and you're guarding and whatever, then that's a sign. But a symptom would be that my leg is hurting. Um, we, we also look for uh, allergies. Um, we want to know if you have any allergies, any medications. Now, I say drug allergies or other allergies, you ought to let the doctor know. And then um, medications, any medications you're on. Now, a lot of times when people are asked if they're any, on any medications, they'll say no. As you're in that <coughs> visit with the doctor or the medic or whoever, It'll come up that you just took a couple of uh, a set of menifin or you just took a couple of ibuprofen. Well, that's a medication. Oh, but it's over the counter. It's not a. It's not a. Um, oh, no, a it's no. not a prescription. No, right. it's still a medication, and it still has effects on your kidneys. Effects on. Uh, you know, your gastrointestinal system affects on things that you may be given, and you especially don't want to be at, uh, taking acetaminophen, not telling the doctor, then they give you something with acetaminophen in it, and we can have a liver issue where now you're in the ER where it should have been just a routine visit because you're taking too much acetaminophen. And so that's why you see a lot of warning now that if you're taking this, Tylenol is the brand, but if you're taking this, you need to let people, uh, let people know. And there are other uh, brands, so you need to know that and let people know that. And then um, especially things like blood thinners. Like if you're going to the dentist for an oral surgery and you're on warfarin or some blood thinner, you need to let them know. Or you're on an aspirin regimen, the, doc, the dentist needs to know that so you don't bleed out. Um, also, uh, so that's S-A-S-A-M, Sam, <laughs> and then uh, P is pertinent. Uh, pertinent, yes, sir. So you said aspirin regimen, let the doctor know. <laughs> yes, sir. And is aspirin like bear aspirin, uh, excedrin aspirin, um, so any Advil, aspirin, yeah. so all, aspirin, that's in, all that's in the same family? So aspirin is acetylacetic acid, basically, but any, any medications... 
but some some of them come under ibuprofen, some of them come under uh, neprosin, and some of them come under aspirin. But okay. uh, but but the aspirin itself is a regimen. People will put you on a lot of times it's beer aspirin or St. Joseph's aspirin, children's aspirin. And what that is is when people have a likelihood of having a cardiac event, sometimes uh, as a blood thinner, aspirin is given so that uh, to stop the clogging, if you will. Okay. And so what happens there is. Um, that can also, though, because your blood is thin, cause you to bleed very easily. Okay. And so that's a problem. And, so, yeah. and they would have to be able to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Well, they might tell you to stay off of it for a week before your... Right, before your surgery or something your like surgery. that. Before your surgery. And then any uh, pertinent history, any pertinent history. And then um, last leading, uh, uh, last oral intake. So the L is okay. last oral intake. So what did you intake last? By the way, when somebody is uh, having an event and they're thirsty and they want water, you don't give them water at that point. Don't give them anything to drink or eat. Uh, let the doctor see them and make that decision because sometimes when you do that, you can cause problems when they're taking them into surgery. So that's why a lot of times they tell you, your, we, we say NPO, but they want you to fast before whatever sometimes it's blood work but sometimes if you're going to a surgery they want you to fast 12 hours before the surgery they don't want uh to have problems when they're intubating you or something like that if it's an intubation type surgery and then uh the e is events leading up to like what led up to this you know if i'm seeing if i'm on the ambulance and i'm seeing a guy whose leg is ruptured again i want to know that oh this was a car accident or he got he got crazy and kicked a water hydrant, you know. So I, I need to know what's going on because yeah, you know, what what what, what caused this? Yeah, what, what brought what this brought, about? What brought you in here? Yes. What brought you in here? So but I think when we get to that point, we're basically saying, "Help me now." <laughs> yeah, and we are. Uh, but you but you have to be aware that there can be a mental health issue that you're dealing with as well as a medical health issue. Okay, explain. So, uh, for instance, a person, and again, not a doctor, not, you know, making uh, uh, medical statements, but historically, you know, having been a medic and having worked on the ambulance and all that, um, you, you do run across people who, and I'm going to do two here real quick, um, one is that a person might uh, have caused their own injury because they feel like they're seeing something, and that could be demonic, uh, that could be uh, an actual uh, chemical imbalance, or that could be uh, a physical trauma that happened to their brain. So there can be other reasons that led up to that issue. Now, I want to say this. Uh, one time I remember going to get a guy, and uh, he was acting drunk. But he wasn't actually drunk. What happened was, and there's a fruity smell that you get that can be uh, mistaken for alcohol in uh, uh, diabetic emergencies. And that was actually a diabetic emergency. So you have to be careful. And that's one of the reasons we ask you questions over and over, because sometimes it looks like this is an obvious case of, but you can't just assume that. You still have to do your detective work and make sure what's going on. One of the things that I do when I'm teaching CPR, for instance, is, finding the problem. If I get there and what I'm going to do is, you know, check to see the scene is safe and shake mm -hmm. and shout the person, tap, hey, hey, are you okay? And they don't respond, call for help and help gets there, you know, get the nine, get the, uh, the um, AED call 911 and if necessary get the first aid kit and then I'm going to start pumping the chest. However, one of the things I'm going to do is look for breathing and movement and things like that. So if he's obviously breathing and he's got a pulse, I don't need to pump his chest. So then I need to find out what is going on with him. So I have to become a detective. 
So, so in that, I was trying to go back to my, to my physical, uh, to my clear the airway. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> You're talking about CPR now. Um, so when we talk about CPR, the first thing, it's just those steps that I just said, but actually that has changed now. The first thing we do now is go to chest compressions. Chest compressions are considered the what highest. What if the part. airway is blocked? If the, you still want to do chest compressions, well, you do chest compressions first. So even if I know the airway is blocked, for instance, if a person was choking, international or um, universal sign for choking, hey, here, are you okay? Are you choking? Can I help you? Always going to be yes, because if a person is, you know, <laughs> they'll sign out AMA and other cases if they got bad pain and they want to be tough and all that. But if they don't have air, they're going to say, yeah, help me. And so you, you help them, and you're doing a, we call a Heimlich maneuver yeah. or a subdiaphragmatic thrust. Right, and so we're doing this, and you're doing it correctly, and the thing does not come out, and they go unconscious. At that point, using your leg muscles, you t protecting the head and neck, you uh, <clears throat> take them to the floor. Hey, call 911, get the AED. You know, uh, and I, I say come back and tell me what happened because <laughs> there was a spat there for a few years when people were having arguments with the person on the phone and that kind of thing. So come back and tell me what happened, so I know that there's uh, ambulance on the way. Now. At that point, we still do chest compressions, even though we know that there's something blocking the airway, because we want to get that going. And then, when we go to do those two breaths that we would do in an adult, 30 compressions, two breaths, we would look to see if we see the item, and we would take it out with a finger sweep if we're able to see it and get it out without doing more damage or pushing it down more. If we can't, then we uh, would... Um, go ahead and give a breath. If that breath doesn't go and we reposition the head, give another breath, whether it goes on or not, go back to compressions. There's something that we, we won't get into here, but it's called, a, it's a compression, it's a ratio that tells us that I want to spend most of my time doing compressions. Awesome. So, a CPR pack, a CPR class is how long? <laughs> That's a great question, actually, because um, CPR is different at different levels. It's C dependent what level of CPR, CPR right. certification that you're looking for. Right, uh, course completion. There's so there's a, there's a level called hands-only CPR that can be taught in you know 30 minutes an hour, I believe. Um, I don't generally do that one, but I can do it. I'm I'm authorized to do it. Um, then there's heart saver CPR, which is for a person who might work in a hospital, but they they don't necessarily do hands-on patient care like a nurse or a doctor, or they do lower level care. And then there's, uh, we call it now uh, BLS, basic life support, which used to be the kind of umbrella name for it all. But we call that now that level at the doctor and nurse uh, level where uh, we go a little bit more in-depth than just pumping the chest and breathing and using the AED. We're also now going to talk about a vent ventilation through a ventilation. bag valve yeah. mask. Um, In my chaplain's bag, we had that plastic thing that covers the mouth yes. and you yes. squeeze it. What is yes. that called? It's a, a, it's a ventilation bag or a ventilation we call bag. It bag valve yeah. mask yeah. sometimes. And I think I'm going to check my bag and see mine. Do, do they have a... Um, Expiration a, date? Yeah, a good, I, I a good bad... You know, really, once it's used, it's no good anymore. Oh, yeah. But um, I would say I wouldn't leave it in there for years and years, but it, it, I don't know that it has an actual expiration date. Well, um, but the rubber I'll, might go back. I'll probably reach out to the uh, Long Beach PD and ask them to uh, 
restack my bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know who does it, but I know the fire department is really good with medical things. I know when I was a medic and I would be on the ambulance, the fire department was extremely helpful to me. I am so thankful for fire department personnel. Those guys who do the muscle stuff. They're also very well trained in, um, in uh, you know, uh, trauma and medicine. Yeah. Do you have... Yeah. Do you have any idea why the fire department went to, instead of having the, the EMTs on, if I'm correct in my terminology, instead of having the EMT on the truck, now you have a fireman and EMT in one? I, I don't know the technical reasons. Um, I, I will say this. I, um, it, m a lot of them are paramedics. A lot of them are very highly trained medics. So. Mm -hmm. You know, why not have the two one instead of having, you know, two people trying to fulfill two jobs because there's very little room on the truck for one. But another <laughs> thing, another thing is in, yeah, my, that's good. in my hometown, there's something called the Charleston Nine. Um, that's where the uh, the shooting took place in the yes. church, Emmanuel. Uh, Emmanuel shooting. Yeah, the Emmanuel Mother Emmanuel AME Church. Um, which is in my neck of the woods, right by my high school, right where I used to go to the library, and, you know, and a couple of people uh, uh, between a family member and a, and a high school classmate uh, were in that. But there's another Charleston Nine that people tend to have forgotten about, but it was Ninth Fire Department personnel. Uh, both are very important to me. I'm not belittling the other one. Both are extremely important to me, and we just celebrated the... the, um, the, the uh, anniversary of the one but uh there were nine fire department personnel who went into the the super is called sofa superstore and they went into there trying to save a guy and nine of them died and so a lot of changes were made at that point uh in uh fire departments around the u.s the uh, charleston nine the charleston nine history is always with us amen we're thankful and grateful for that so let's get back now to the doctor's appointment because that's where we were. Praise God. I'm sorry for taking down the rabbit hole, but we like to bring information that's relative to time and space so that we can, we can share. And we are going to get to the point. I'll be excited um, when we expand a little bit more. You'll be able to send in your questions, and we'll be able to interact with you, and we can get a little bit more uh, in-depth and bring, you know, more out of what you may need but we're thankful for the living health quality and we're thankful for the products amen we're thankful for kenergy coffee not a coffee drinker you hear me say it all the time not a coffee drinker 22 years in marine corps and you never had a hook in my finger hallelujah <laughs> i never old dirty cup uh oorah old dirty cup you know on the desk you know man the last time you watched that thing but anyway but now at this point the Kennedy Coffee, the uh, Double Espresso, and the Cappuccino. Uh, cappuccino being the blue one right there, of course. Milk and sugar added. You hear me say it all the time. Double Espresso. And I always mess with uh, uh, Pastor White. I see he's a Double Espresso guy. I, I, I'm a lightweight. Can't go with that. But then we have, hey man, uh, Cordy X. Cordy X is the capsules, praise God, two a day. And I'll let Pastor um, uh, Pastor White kind of talk about that. Hey, that's what I have. I don't take two a day. Wife says, no, just take one. You'll be all right. Uh, 
you know, but uh, Pastor, yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit more laid back and uh, a little bit uh, less. Uh, I don't want to say Type A, but a little bit less. Uh, yeah, Type A. I, I, you know, let's go, let's pump, get it down. So, so I could do, I can, I could do two. You know, um, I generally do one, but I could do two uh, and get away with it because um, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, generally pretty calm. And so, um, uh, but I, but I, what I like about it is the said effects we don't make any, uh, claims of uh of treatments or of cures or anything like that's that that's right but we do uh know looking at historically some of these uh ingredients and some of the things in this as well as um uh just through herbology in general and i was thinking the other day how a lot of the stuff my great grandmother uh <laughs> you know used to tell me and give <laughs> me are now you know being sold and prompted as yes. a great American, um, yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't like the word cures, but you know, that's what it, pharmaceuticals are trying to synthesize and put into a pill and something like that. But uh, things like this, the, the herbal and, and the quote unquote natural things are good for you, and they help with things like libido, they help with things uh, like excess um, with energy, they help with things like uh, handling stress better. Uh, so, they help with things like lowering blood pressure. All of these are possibilities. Uh, from this type of ingredient. Um, I think the coffee is good because it can help you uh, boost your energy. For, for somebody like me who's really laid back, you know, I'm not, I'm not that go-getter. I, I get a little boost out of it, and it's without the, because um, I do have a stone on my bladder, and it causes me to, you know, have that type of go all the time. So the, the heavier coffees will have me in the bathroom every five minutes, whereas this does not do that. Uh, not to mention that it tastes great, you know. It tastes great, tastes great, tastes great, tastes great. So, so that's some me. positive effects. Yeah. So, yeah. And so we're talking about the Eltonai, we're talking about the Cordyceps, and we're talking about the 75 milligrams of caffeine, which make up a formula that they put together all, all, all natural. So the side effects, the, the headaches, or the, the, the let up and come crash down, we don't experience that, uh, and it's just good. I like the cappuccino hot chocolate. Well, one other thing about the um, Cordy X, you see now we have the pouches here. It's because Mr. Cantain is always looking for ways to bring more to you, bring more to you, uh, the consumer. So the, the bottles with the 60 tablets, of course, that carried an expense. Right. Uh-huh. So now we have the um, packets, the pouches. So there are 20 tablets per pouch, 20 tablets per pouch. And so what he has done is he's selling, or when you purchase the price of $60, instead of getting 60 tablets, you're getting 80 tablets because you get one other additional pouch. And I am just excited. Uh, please go to the website, uh, kissime, K-I-S-I-M-E dot com, and uh, click on it and get it and try it. And we're not medical doctors, but you talk about a nice, smooth, easy-going, uh, natural boost. Uh, one of the pastors, amen, uh, he likes it because, amen, Sunday morning, he said it smooths him out. He said it's like... Uh, he sees like my brain is like that and knowing the word of God and being excited about going forth. Praise God. Uh, the Koyaks brings out 
the little best in him. And preferably, I'll, I'll, I'll try to get um, him maybe to do a uh, testimony. Yes, if I could just quickly say that, you know, most of the most of the Kojic pastors are like you. You know, y'all are really, really pumped and, you know, really <laughs> ready. You know, and I'm a little bit more laid back myself, so, you know. But the but the thing is that Holy Ghost gets him too. Don't let him. Yeah, but one of the things I'd like to say about it is that, you know, uh, there's a lot of commercials on the radio, on TV, wherever infomercials and all that that are selling essentially the same type of product. Now, what are they proven or not? You never can tell. But here, what we're getting is something from a person who believes enough in the gospel to allow us to utilize and to sponsor us with the product to go ahead and put the gospel forth while we're giving out good information to people. So, I mean, if the worst case scenario, try it and see if it works for you. Because we're anything to give God glory, anything to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, anything to win people to the Lord, anything that is doing that can't be too bad. So I would say at least try it. Thank you so much for restating in such an eloquent way that Mr. Gantane is our sponsor and he provides a well clean environment and when we started uh, he said this is what I want to do I want to get this gospel out I want it out and this this is actually loaded up to YouTube I don't know where it's at out there but have you found it? I've, I've seen, I've actually watched you on YouTube. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, I'm not going out there. You say it's out there. Actually, well, praise God. Actually, I have you on uh, my YouTube page. Uh, we, have a, we have a church YouTube, uh, uh, Lily of the Valley, Kojic, Long Beach. And my daughter up, uh, uploads my sermons and such for me from the Facebook Live. Yeah. And she has uploaded some of our stuff, too. <laughs> Okay. Praise the Lord. Go for a long, uh, what do you call it, Hail Mary. The gospel is going out. Amen. Now, Pastor White, the gospel is going out. Praise By the God. way, what degree are you going? You're going for your doctorate or your yes, master's? Yes, my doctorate. I, well, I have a master's. God. My master's yeah. is in Chinese medicine. Well, congratulations. Chinese medicine. Yes. So what's the most interesting about Chinese medicine? Wow. Well, the most interesting thing, is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, I think the needles for most people, because most people think of it as acupuncture. Y'all see I him see. getting up. you see what happened to him just now, right? Go ahead. Go ahead. Come on. So, as I said before, that's only one aspect of Chinese medicine. For me, I get excited about the herbs. I think herbs are great. I think herbs are amazing. And that's because I, you know, I was taught a lot by a, a guy who has the African background. Uh, where I come from, 60% of the slaves came in. At yeah, least, at least 40, yeah. And so uh, a lot of the slaves come in, so we still have a lot of the African uh, traditions and background. And so, Go uh, Charleston, yeah, go Charleston. And like I said, my great-grandmother lived to be over 106. And so, wow. Yeah, so she uh, taught me a lot and showed me a lot. I wasn't able to remember it, but when I met this guy, and I can't remember his name right now, but when I met him, uh, he kind of showed me a lot. He had a, um, he had a, uh, a herbal store, but of course the big box stores kind of put him out of business now. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but he had so much Mr. knowledge Kane. to go with that, you know? So much knowledge. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, because Mr. Cantane has been working with herbs and doing some things for a bit, and Pastor White has been here, and they've been consulting and talking. And matter of fact, uh, there's some new products that are coming on 
Um, I thank you, Pastor White, for, for being here. I'm not getting rid of you. I'm, I'm just excited and, 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 and very grateful. When we talk about the herbs, when we talk about, uh, we go back in the Bible with mirth and, you know, those things, yeah, yeah. not to, uh, but God, God provided everything for us. Yeah. Amen. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Amen. Not, and I'm talking about 360 degrees of, of provision because he put everything here for us. And in this COVID-19 period, um, we need to, we need to push what we can that would help us to maintain a quality of health as it relates to uh, what system that I want to talk about. Um, as it relates to, it'll make sure that our system that helps us ward off other, um, <laughs> helps us ward off. The, um, uh, the, <laughs> this is the first time ever we've been at the flat spot. Uh, you know, I know what system I'm talking about. I just can't get immune it up right system, now. Immune system. Immune system. The immune system. <laughs> praise God. And these, cordyceps, eltonai, and the um, caffeine, they go and they help our immune system. You know, the immune system is the one system that's most important. But when the other portions of the body, other things that are going on in the body, when it needs something, the immune system is the first system that that um, loses well, it some of it. it. The immune system kicks in, uh, releasing things like uh, uh, certain types of blood cells, like blood cells that uh, fight against uh, disease processes. And in releasing those cells, it, it, it needs, it, it's losing some of its strength. And so we have to have everything else up to par so that the immune system, as quickly and as readily as it's reproducing blood cells, it's at a point. I mean, as it's releasing mm -hmm. to be reproducing. Yeah. So the immune system is really complex because it overreacts sometimes, and we have certain disease processes that come out of that. But the, but if you have a properly balanced, and that's kind of the key to have balance in everything, uh, properly working immune system, it's a really good thing to keep you in what we call homeostasis, which is homeostasis. Come on, balance homeostasis, health. balance health, basically. balance health. Father, in the name of Jesus. We want some homeostasis, stasis, some balanced health in the name of Jesus. Balanced health for our presiding bishop. Balanced health yes. for Bishop Joe Lewis Ely. Ely. Yes. Balanced health for, let me call out his name, and happy birthday, Bishop Blake. Balanced, Amen. 80 years old. Yes. Thank God for you. Balanced health in our Bishop Charles Edward Blake. Balanced health. And our Bishop Joe Lewis Ely. Yes. Balance help. Amen. And our mother Barbara McCool Lewis. Yes. Balance help and the pastors and elders and the balance evangelists, evangelists yes. Yes. and missionaries. Missionary. We're talking about balance help in the name of Jesus. Jesus We're commanding these bodies, amen, to become subject. And Father, part of that is how we handle what we put in. Make us conscious. Don't allow us to overindulge, but with a balance, do not abuse anything. There's a proper use for everything, and if we, uh, if we um, improperly use it, it's going to be abusive, and then there are things that come back from it. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we're speaking health, amen, wealth, health, healthy, wealthy, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. This is a wonderful day. 
Um, we talked about, did we finish the doctor's appointment? Uh, uh, we, we can pull it off till next time because we're, we're not going to have time. <laughs> okay. So here we go. This is, hey man, our holy convocation. Holy convocation. We have sessions, amen, empowerment sessions, praise God, sessions, effective reentry planning, sanitation, and social distancing going on, praise God. I'm going to ask Pastor uh, uh, White if he would read off what's happening on, on his. Amen. This is uh, the first ecclesiastical jurisdiction of Southern California Church of God in Christ, virtual 106 convocation. This is the Holy Convocation, and on official day, official our day. leader, the great leader, that humble man, but very powerful preacher of the gospel and great leader, Bishop Joel Ely, will be speaking to us. That's Friday, August 14th at 7 p.m. you got to make sure that you see that. I want you to see it all, but if you don't see anything else, you want to tune in to hear the voice of our leader. Amen. This is a mighty man of God. Amen. I uh, quickly, I have um, not been as active as you because I was active duty military when I met Pastor Sean when I started being here. So I wasn't as active in things. I followed him around a lot, but then I would have to go. I would have to go here, go there, travel here, travel there, be gone for some time, years at a time. But I would still consider myself a part of this area and a part of that church. And so I tried to support as I could. But one of the things uh, I want to say is that I've recently gotten to know Bishop Ely. Hallelujah. And I have been able to call on him when I need him. And I have been able to uh, get his attention. Uh, he is approachable. He is a, a true man of God. And he truly, when he says he loves the pastors, he loves the whole jurisdiction. But when he says he loves the pastors and care about them, he means that. Praise God. That's he's. I work with a lot of men of God, and I tell you, uh, Bishop Joe Lewis Ely is uh, the very top. And I hear him in, in my ear saying, Bishop Charles Edward Blake is the top, and I'm next. That's how he would, that's how my bishop would say it, but he is humble. He is a humble they, man. They, 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 those are two men that I worked with and had time to, to walk with, and you can't get any more saved than Bishop Charles Edward Blake. Hallelujah. And Bishop Joe Lewis Ely. To all the other bishops, God bless you all. But those are the top. Those are the cream of the top. And I, I really thank God and learned so much from all uh, both of them. And so the first section of Southern California is 106 years old. Could you believe it? Uh, Belinda and I were talking. She said, the jurisdiction is 106? I said, yes, it is 106. Yeah. So we're excited about the Holy Convocation. Uh, sessions of empowerment, praise God. Uh, you can grab this one, grab that one. This session of empowerment is talking about I can't breathe. When did the church lose its voice? Yes. We have panelists, amen, and our very own moderator. That day will be uh, Elder Ulysses Henderson, ESQ. And we have Administrative Assistant Kevin Moreland. We have Mr. Carlos Moore, ESQ. We have Pastor Michael McBride. Michael McBride, I know him. He is part of PICO. Michael McBride and myself actually, amen, participated in C Spire, amen, with Reverend Eugene Rivers out of Boston. We call it the Boston Miracle, amen. And then Pastor Ryan Sims, hallelujah. And then Pastor 
Pierre Corio. Amen. And this session is basically talking about I can't breathe. And when did the church lose its voice? I can't breathe. And when did the church lose its voice? And this is the empowerment session, August the 11th, Tuesday, 10 a.m. to 11.30. This will be moderated by my personal friend, one of my good friends, Chairman Michael Henderson, Administrative Assistant Michael Henderson, who is the, uh, the president of the um, uh, Pastors and Elders Council and a great man of God, great speaker. Uh, Bishop Terrence Roan, amen, one of the men I look up to and love dearly. Uh, talked to him briefly. He had done some medical things in the Philippines, and oh, I yeah. told him I was doing some yeah. things in the Philippines, and he immediately opened up to me, gave me his number, anything you need, and ready to go. And so I'm looking forward to working with him when things open yeah, back up. Yeah, both of you guys, y'all go to the Philippines. Yep. I'm going to India. <laughs> I spent too much time in the Philippines as a Marine. I don't want to go back. No, <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got a Pakistani uh, uh, pastor I just met who I'm looking at working with him as well. Okay. Uh, but Elder, 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 uh, Elder John Patton, amen, who does our uh, moderation on our second Saturday in the Times. Uh, uh, Esquire, uh, amen, yes. uh, great man of God there. Uh, Tony Terrain, Mr. Tony Terrain, Esquire. Uh, a lot of attorneys uh, these days, amen. Mr. Evan Farmer and Mr. Benjamin White. Looking forward to hearing from all of them for these sessions. And hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. We would not, brothers, if it were not for the women, hallelujah, Amen. it was not for the women. Amen. This is our brother Barbara Baku Lewis, praise God. And on that day, August 13th, Thursday, amen, our general supervisor and our mother are in charge. You can catch it live on Facebook. It'll be on YouTube. They will be in charge for the entire day. And the women, praise God, they're right along with us. We have women of excellence, amen, under the leadership of our mother, Barbara McHugh Lewis, and what we have. Holy Convocation Virtual Women's Day, praise God. The day session speaker is not only none other than the excellent and the extraordinary the author of many books, amen, Supervisor Barbara Bryant, Administrative Assistant. There are strategies for surviving this season of pandemic. Wonderful, wonderful women of God, praise God. And the facilitator for that is none other than Dr. Eddie Rambo. And they have participants, amen, Administrative Assistant Rosalind Lee, amen, Administrative Assistant Gail White Biggers, amen, hallelujah, Regional Missionary Elizabeth Rome, and none other than, praise God, Judge Maybelline Ephraim, and my friend Administrator Sharon Green. Praise God. You've got to, got to, got to tune in. We are excited about that day. I think we've covered everything, man, with the exception of official day. Do the honors. Amen. I just want to say, uh, so official day, uh, convocation. Um, no, I think we did official day, didn't we? Because I talked about uh, Bishop Lee speaking. Uh, but anyway, this is, this is kind of the whole thing here, the schedule, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Council of Pastors and Elders, uh, Tuesday Youth Service with, uh, I believe that's going to be Administrative Assistant Charles Gibson, um, Ordination Service, uh, Bishop Darrell, Bishop, <laughs> Bishop Darrell Hines, yeah, Bishop Hines, excuse me. I was thinking about uh, uh, Elder Hills, yes, <laughs> with, yes. uh, Bishop Hines. Uh, and then uh, Thursday, Wednesday, of course, you just spoke of, 
uh, with the most excellent Mother Barbara McCullough, um Friday official night with our own leader. Uh, as I said before, I do want to say uh, one thing on this. Uh, we have some of the greatest leaders in the world. Yes, the world. yes. We have some of the most excellent people. We have people who walk in holiness. We have people who are serious about the, the Christian doctrine and serious about the word of God, serious about getting the word out there, and serious about winning souls to Jesus Christ and giving God the glory. I want to say we need to be ready to give. We need to be ready to uh, support. We need to be ready to do what we're asked by our bishop and by our supervisor of women. Um, I'm going to do the best I can. I may not be able to reach every goal, but I want to say that we need to be able to have the faith to reach out and to do the things that are asked of us so that we can see God return to us the way that God returns to us. And I talked about God's mathematics before. God's mathematics, is not, there's nothing like it. And I, I cannot speak for our bishop, but I can echo this. I cannot speak for our Mother Lewis. I can echo this. I can echo their love. I can echo their prayer. I can echo their concern. I can echo the fact that all they are requiring of you is to do their very, very, for you, for us to do our very, very, very best. There is no guilt complex. There is no pressure. There is nothing. So just do your very best, and God is going to definitely do the rest. Jurisdiction, we love you. There's one other session, hallelujah, enhancing online presence. Enhancing online presence. And that we have, praise God, uh, Superintendent Michael Golden, Jr., amen, presenter, uh, Elder Mar Marlon Bush, praise God, and two facilitators, the Hendersons, amen, Chairman Michael Henderson and Elder Ulysses Henderson, praise God. So we thank you for uh, coming in and, and being with us and looking in. We're going to do our very best to support. We're going to do our very best to promote. And even tomorrow, we have a special edition this week that will deal with the Holy Convocation. And we want to bridge a gap. So please stay tuned tomorrow because we're bringing in the young people. Bringing in the young people. We're going to bring in our chair lady, uh, that none other than a chair lady, evangelist Tiffany Glover. And we're going to uh, have a good time. I look at her as a, a, a uh, one of, uh, as kind of a granddaughter. Uh, me and her mom about the same age. So, but I just, I just thank God for it. I'm just excited. And we've got to give God every other opportunity to let him be God in our lives. We're truly thankful, Samuel. Thank you for being with us behind in our engineer space over there. And we're grateful for everything. Most grateful that you took time out to be with us on today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We give glory to God. I pray it in. And Pastor White, will you please pray us out? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time and for this opportunity. Thank you for Mr. Cantane. Thank you for the True uh, Broadcasting Channel uh, Television Network. Thank you uh, for those who work behind the scenes. Thank you for Dr. Johnson and all that he's doing for it. I pray, God, your blessings upon these, this establishment and upon these goods that are, uh, these products that are used, Lord, to sponsor this edition and this opportunity to spread the gospel and share the word of Jesus Christ. I pray, God, that uh, they would be effective for those who would try them, and I pray, God, that yes, they would Lord. continually do so. I pray, Father God, today that you would bless the uh, event that's coming up tomorrow and that uh, uh, Chair Lady Glover, Lord, would uh, 
be uh, viewed by many and we have the opportunity to share so that we would take seriously the ministry toward the young people which is so important but i pray today god that you would bless us for the rest of this day and all those who have taken the time to watch i pray a blessing upon them plead the blood of jesus over them and pray you will provide for their every need i give you glory honor and praise in jesus name amen i'll see y'all next week hallelujah <laughs> hallelujah lord willing spare life enable us to do so